Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is March 7th of 2023, and we're celebrating Tuesday of the second week of Lent. It's also the optional memorial of Saints Perpetua and Felicity, martyrs. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greeting in in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus ends today's gospel with a lesson about humility. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. On her deathbed, being asked by one of the sisters in attendance, one of the nurses, what virtue was the most important and dearest to God, St. Gemma Galgani answered, Humility. Humility is the foundation of all the others. If we think about it, this makes sense. Any other defect God can fix, and fix quite easily, right? If we're ignorant, he can give us knowledge. If we're impatient, he can give us patience. But if we aren't humble, there's nothing that can be done. The one who is proud resists God's workings and won't let God be God. St. Catherine of Siena says that humility flows from self-knowledge. And again, this is easy to see why. Self-knowledge means considering ourselves as we truly are before God. So on the one hand, everything good that we have or that we can do comes from Him. It's on loan from Him, we could say. Of ourselves, we can do nothing good. No matter what office we hold, what talents we have, whatever, it's all a gift. But this humility... This recognition of our littleness and our need for God's constant care and assistance is also our greatest source of strength and comfort. Just as a good father is moved to compassion when he sees his child struggling, so God is moved to aid us in our struggles, an aid which far surpasses anything we can do on our own. We must be content to become holy as God gives us the grace. We have to be happy just to do his will and become the saints he wants us to be. In her autobiography, Story of a Soul, St. Therese of Lisieux explains it this way. She says, I had wondered for a long time why all souls did not receive an equal amount of grace. Jesus saw fit to enlighten me about this mystery. He set the book of nature before me, and I saw that all the flowers he has created are lovely. The splendor of the rose and the whiteness of the lily do not rob the little violet of its scent, nor the daisy of its simple charm. I realized that if every tiny flower wanted to be a rose, spring would lose its loveliness, 
and there would be no wild flowers to make the meadow bright. It is just the same in the world of souls, which is the garden of Jesus. He has created the great saints who are like the lilies and the roses, but he's also created much lesser saints, and they must be content to be the daisies or the violets, which rejoice his eyes whenever he glances down. Perfection consists in doing his will, in being that which he wants us to be. That's a beautiful line. Perfection consists in doing God's will, in being that which God wants us to be. And she continues, she says, I also understood that God's love shows itself just as well in the simplest soul, which puts up no resistance to his grace, as it does in the loftiest soul. Indeed, as it loves nature to humble itself, if all souls were like those of the holy doctors who have illuminated the church with the light of their doctrine, it seems that God would not have stooped low enough by entering their hearts. But God has created the baby who knows nothing and could utter only feeble cries. He's created the poor savage with no guide but the natural law, and it is to their hearts that he deigns to stoop. They are the wild flowers, his wild flowers, whose homeliness delights them. By stooping down to them, he manifests his infinite grandeur. The sun shines equally both on the cedars and on every tiny flower. In just the same way, God looks after every soul as if it had no equal. All this planned for the good of every soul, exactly as the seasons are so arranged that the humblest daisy blossoms at the appointed time. Those are some beautiful words from St. Therese of Lisieux. So today and throughout the Lenten season, let's take some time to examine ourselves, asking God to shed, shed his light so that we might be able to see those areas where we lack humility, and then ask God to make us humble. Let's ask for the grace through the intercession of Mary, Our Lady of Humility, and Our Lady of Sorrows, for the grace of a true conversion to become truly humble as she was.